we ever own a coffee shop exclusively, I'm having the smut sm- readings. Ooh, what's like a smut themed coffee shop name? Peppermint Dirty Chai 1%. Hi, I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And we're starting a Patreon. <gasps> the Steam and Cream coffee shop where we have smut poetry readings. Yes, we're making it a reality for you guys because you really liked the idea. For right now, we can promise that we are going to start the Steam and Cream episodes. We'll go up twice a month and that will be at the $5 level. The party in your earbuds will be coming to you on December 21st on the Patreon page. Now enjoy the regular episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Talking about the abandoned squirrel in my backyard is my daily topic. Of no, it's that honestly when I think about like if I went on a date right now and they're like, "What are you up to?" I'm like, "Well, there are the there are two albino squirrels in my backyard, and I want to know if they're lovers, siblings, or enemies, and I don't know how to figure this out." The vibe is confusing. Sometimes they chase each other, but I don't know if it's in a sexy way or if it's in an Maybe aggressive this way. Maybe a lot about how I want to be chased. <laughs> like, like I'm projecting. Pivot. I'm projecting. <laughs> So I've just learned that I'm projecting the squirrel's like sexual aggression my with own, my own with my own desires. So can you chase Do you me? Do you want to be my albino squirrel? <laughs> Where you just like chase me around the tree for a while and then you grab me and my tail goes all squiggly and I like... And I decide whether or not I like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what human male would look me in the eye and be like, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to My Fix Podcast. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. This is a podcast about fan fiction and albino squirrels. I hope you're having a good day. <laughs> I hope something interesting, but not squirrel falling through your ceiling interesting. I hope you have a great new first date story to tell people <laughs> based on your quarantine experience. Yeah. Okay, Claire. So I've heard that you, you had an adventure finding this fan fiction. So yes. I apologize in post. <laughs> yes. Um, so for context, Grace asked me for a, um, she wanted a fanfic about modern politics, but with a crossover with either scandal like fake, or with not real world politics. Yes. Uh, with a scandal or like Parks and Rec. First, I went on just like a deep dive on like scandal fix. And as a scandal watcher, which you are not, I'm not. Um, it was like funny to see the pairings. Mm. Also, I do, there was very, there weren't as many fanfics. Like there was on AO3. The scandal fandom is not like yeah. a writing fandom. No, it's, I think you just are living it at home. For, to give you some background mm-hmm. on Scandal, just yes. so you know what we're getting into, and maybe to help you understand why there weren't a ton of mm-hmm. um, fanfics. So the premise of Scandal is Olivia Pope, the main character. She has a law degree. She's like a lawyer background, but she's basically like a PR mm. fixer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think in the very first episode, a senator calls her because the hooker he's with dies. Like wow. he didn't kill her. But she's dead. And but she's going to find out. Yes. And so, okay. you, so while... Oh, so while you were there naked, you call Olivia Pope and you're like, I need help. And so she comes with her teams. They roll the... She's like, be straight with me. Did you kill her? And then he's like, no. She like OD'd or something. Like something unrelated. Something else happened. But, you know, it would look really bad. I'm on the family planning committee. Like, whatever. Of course. Um, and so she will like literally roll the body in the carpet, clean the room take the body away but Jesus then also Christ. like give you an alibi like her whole thing is like they're 
uh, gladiator. She calls like her and her team gladiators, and okay. they like they think of themselves as doing good, right. and so they try and the thought process is that she is helping good politicians continue to be good politicians. Because, uh, reputation is everything. Et yes, but this seems like it would maybe get gray oh yeah lines yes. quickly so you've already understand the show i understand the world yes, yes. she's a, she's <laughs> so the real life she's also having also. an aff- she's also having an affair with the president that she helped get elected Ooh, um scandal scandal <laughs> exactly so i think the demographic of fanfic writers like, it's not this one. <laughs> it's not this one. Because I think the uh, traditional viewer of Scandal was probably a little bit older, mm. a confident businesswoman. Is not this that, still like, on the air, like, new episodes? or No. Okay. It, it ended a, cup, a couple years ago. Yeah, very recently. Okay. Um, I haven't watched the final season. I think it's either on season eight or season nine, and I'm, I just haven't watched the last season. Anyway, there was this one. That's an o- that's a crossover with Hamilton, but <laughs> set in the modern setting. Oh, see, okay. Yes. I feel like when we did the the real Hamilton episode, yes. I mentioned like modern yeah. day you of Hamilton. Yes. Okay. So this okay. is so because at first when I saw it, I was like, "Is this going to be Olivia Pope in that?" Seventeen 17- also sounds funny, right? Like- um, but this one is. Um, set in the modern time, but it's like George Washington is president. Mm. Everyone has their same roles. It's just... Oh, because I do want to see Olivia fight with Alexander about him releasing the, the papers or whatever, where he oh, was like, that I was embezzling. I was cheating on my wife. No, and literally... And I was being like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, no, stop that. No, <laughs> and literally that is what Olivia Pope does, is that she's like... The bigger scandal. It's that she'll occasionally be like, we have to set this rumor loose. And you'll be like, but I'm not cheating on my wife. And they're like, yeah, but you did kill a hooker. So. So this fic is called The Challenge Demands Satisfaction. And it's actually. Is that like, a reference to a line in Scandal? Because I don't, re- I don't no, recognize I, it from Hamilton. No, I feel like uh, it's. It's I think it's a, more... It's just a title. Yeah, it's just... A, I think it's related to duels. So the summary is, the third time that Alex and Eliza, which I kept being like, Alex. <laughs> True. But yeah. They I say his full name so much in the show. Alexander Hamilton. Or at least Alexander. Yeah, no one calls no, him Alex, and but. so I kept being like, who the hell is Alex? Um, <laughs> but that's just because I'm dumb. Um, anyway, so the third time that Alex and Eliza are called into the principal's office of Philip's extremely overpriced private school because he's punched another kid in the face, Eliza says, you need to call Olivia about this. Ooh, and okay. there's some other kind of stuff going on, but that's kind of the initiation to this. Our writer is Magnetic Wave, uh, she, her pronouns. And uh, she was excited for us to read this on her fic. I really enjoyed it. The drink is called the Founder's Fizz. And this is like the official drink that was in the theater um, when Hamilton was playing. Okay. So is it like a gin fizz? Yes. So it's one and a half parts gin, one part simple syrup, half an Ooh. ounce of lime juice, and then seltzer. Okay. So so it's a little gin and tonic-y, a little like... Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh, it is fizzy. I mm-hmm, like it. Mm-hmm. But yes, so uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda... I could chug this, actually. Oh, no, so. right? <laughs> Lin-Manuel like Miranda was like talking about um, the one thing he regretted when he was playing Hamilton was that he never got an opportunity to like have the gin fizz. Mm-hmm. I saw this in an interview. 
um, the gin fizz in the theaters. And so when the, I cannot remember, the next guy came on, then he was like, finally, I can. Gin fizz. Gin fizz. The founder's fizz. I you were going to say he never got to like drink while during doing the show. Because like, like, I would watch that. That sounds really funny. Right. Like the cast of Hamilton, but Lin-Manuel Miranda has to drink every time they say Hamilton. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander, Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. so we will dive in. Sweet. The challenge demands satisfaction. Olivia always answers her phone with an, an irritated, What?! And that is how she answers that the sounds phone. Great. Um, so it's a little bit surprising to hear Olivia Pope's phone chirped at him when Alex finally gets around to calling her. Who is this? Alex asks suspiciously. This is Quinn Perkins, one of her gladiators. Ah. Um, says the phone stealer. Miss Pope is unavailable at the moment. Can I take a message? In the background, Alex can just barely hear Olivia yelling at someone about the irresponsible usage of their penis. As, <laughs> as much fun as it would be to stick around and try and figure out who she's yelling at, in his wildest, ge- in his wildest dreams, it's Jefferson. Eliza is... Bu- so it's, it's, everybody. Everybody's yeah, here. Yeah, everybody's here. <laughs> Eliza is bustling around the living room, setting it up for a family meeting, and he knows better than to delay that. Tell her it's a ham. <laughs> is it a ham in a trench coat? I'm just three hams in a trench coat. Like 12 hams. <laughs> a dot ham says, it would be delightful if she got back a to dot ham. <laughs> anyway, continue. I'm sorry. It just like really tickled me because I would never <laughs> give someone an abbreviation of my last. Ham. <laughs> like A-Rod is at least two different people. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it would be delightful if she got back to me at her earliest convenience. If you even think about sticking your penis into another member of the White House press corps, I will personally ensure that it functions exclusively as a doorstop for the rest of your life. Olivia is yelling as Quinn uh, Perkins hangs up. Alex does a quick little dance of excitement. Fucking Jefferson. (laughs) The first time that uh, Philip assaults another student, it's 2 p.m. and Alex is in the Oval, trying desperately to convince Washington that invading France is a bad idea. It wouldn't be an invasion, says Burr witheringly, glaring at Alex across the back of his Modern day us invading France? Yeah. Like, what? No, this this whole thing is... Nonsense. No. (laughs) Later, there's a part about election tampering, and I... (laughs) I about cried. It wouldn't be an invasion, says Burr witheringly, glaring at Alex across the back of his sofa. He looks thin and irritable, like always. Alex keeps hoping that he has an ulcer from the gun violence bill debacle last month. It would be a show of support for the minority party. It would be an invasion, Alex interrupts. He twists around to look at Washington, who is sitting at his desk with an inscrutable look on his face. Alex learned early to read people's hearts from their faces and to talk to that part of them. Or, like, try, at least. But cold reading Washington is basically impossible. Anything more than a statement of support could backfire on us internationally. And even a statement about our preferred prime minister will read like we're sending over the CIA on a fleet of helicopters to institute a dictatorship. In France? Burrises. <laughs> Maybe if this was Venezuela. Oh my god, Alex turns and shouts at him. I don't want to hear about your colonialist fantasies, Aaron. <laughs> he pretends to plug his ears. Why are you such an oversensitive dick, Alexander? Burr shouts back. If there's a cohabitation, then the entire French government is going to be stymied for the next five years. 
I think that's being a little overdramatic. Alex says over his shoulder to Washington. So these are all like cabinet members. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No change. I don't really, yeah, I don't really remember um, from U.S. history what they were doing, but. I think they were cabinet members. Yeah. 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 Well, Jefferson was like Secretary of State. Um, yeah. Hamilton was the Treasury. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember what Burr was. He did some. A pain. I don't Fair. know. Fair. Yeah, I don't <laughs> He's politically a pain. I'm sure he, I, what's weird is like, I don't actually know if I would have agreed with Burt or Hamilton uh-huh. in like that setting <laughs> because, um, you know, I was a, I'm a woman and wasn't alive then. <laughs> I didn't have a brain at that time. At that time, my- We evolved them in 1974. <laughs> yes. Alas, back then my uterus was controlling my thoughts. All of them. And now, um, that doesn't happen. I was a witch. That's the only part of this you find over dramatic, Washington replies. He sighs and runs a thumb along his left eyebrow. Gentlemen, there's not going to be an easy solution to this problem, but I am certainly not going to send representatives over to Paris to influence the election of an independent country. Oh, 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 who would do that? Who would do that? <laughs> not anyone we know. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, alas. Alex doesn't even pretend not to be smug, which is, which is when his phone vibrates aggressively in his hand. He has his email open. He's been thumbing through it when Burr goes off on a particularly long-winded tangent, and he sees in the preview screen that it's from Eliza. Call ASAP. Burr is pontificating about something, pol- something, about something, something French, something, something loyalty, something, something friendship, something, something NATO. You're right. This is boring. I would also tune out. <laughs> <laughs> Not the rating. Just I conceptually don't want to hear about I'm any of that. Talk from Aaron Burr. Uh, the next text from Eliza says, Principal's office at Westdale, 2.45 p.m. Not a drill. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then we find out that, yeah, he punched another student and Burr, like, texts Angelica about it. And Wait, what is that about your exes being godparents? Oh, God. This is... <laughs> are we going to get into it? So, some ships are between Hamilton and John Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And um, John Lawrence is the godfather of their children. Oh, so it's a, um, okay. <laughs> yes, and he's alive in this rendition where they're all adults. And, and they well, like all in high school or something. Yeah, they were roommates. Parentheses. They were roommates. roommates. Yeah. That's they li- were roommates. That's literally what it says. In this oh my God, and so you're like, roommates. and so roommates. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Angelica's like, uh, she's like, who even taught him how to punch? And then um, he's like, Uncle John. And I had to be like, who the hell is John? And then I was like, oh, duh. Yeah. Um, but she's like, this is what you get for choosing your ex with those godparents, D- a.k.a. dumb. Um, Abigail Adams is Fair. the principal of the, like, of, mm, okay. <laughs> of the high school he's at. Was she in Hamilton? No, I don't okay. think she makes an appearance, though. No. But yeah, so she basically is like, we strongly, she's like, well, we encourage them to be politically active. We strongly discourage students from carrying out vendettas or diatribes against each other based on the political views of their parents. And it's like, and, okay. and so we'll get into... Is this like a metaphor for him getting into a duel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here we are. George Edgar said that dad lies on Twitter to hide his moral corruption. Philip says as soon as the door to the SUV opens. From the driver's seat, Eliza says, get in the car, Philip. <laughs> Philip dutif- dutifully clambers in, slides his backpack into the seat next to him. Who said this? Alex wants to know, twisting around in the front passenger seat. Who's George Edgar? The kid I punched, Philip says. <laughs> with approximately 0% shame in his expression. He said that you lied on Twitter and then on CNN. He called you a big fat liar. And he said it right to my face. 
I think he did it on purpose. Do we know how old Philip is supposed to be? Um, I think he's... he's either 9 or 7. Yeah, he's like 10. I okay. think he's 10 here. That's like big talk. Yeah. Yeah. Eliza says, God, rolling her eyes toward the ceiling of the SUV, and then she floors it to get them off of the West Hill campus as quickly as possible. What have I told you about punching people, Philip? Alex asks. He tries vaguely to sound like Washington, who's the most authoritative orator that he knows. Philip looks at him blankly for a second. Um, he says... He's in the middle of a weird growth spurt at 10. His eyes look enormous, trapped inside a head disproportionate to his body size. He'll grow into it, probably. <laughs> Alex Alex did. Have you said anything about punching people? Uh, yes, Alex <laughs> says as Eliza muffles something into the shoulder of her coat. I think I told you not to punch people. I think, <laughs> I in think fact, I, I said it people. right here in this car about four weeks ago when we were gathered here for the same reason. Oh, Philip says, his face brightening. Yeah, you told me not to punch Patsy Jefferson, even if she punches me first, which she did last time. But you also told me to always defend myself, and Patsy definitely hit me first. Theodosia was there. She told Principal Adams that it wasn't my fault. If Philip wasn't the fruit of Alex's own loins, he would think this kid was an idiot. But, <laughs> but Alex knows his stuff. Nice try, he says. I would have thought at 10 you would be capable of extrapolating out of my insistence that you not punch Patsy Jefferson that I meant all humans. Deadpan, Philip says. Patsy Jefferson isn't human dad. <laughs> Hashtag 10. We've made a point. <laughs> That's not nice, Eliza interrupts. She's looking over her left shoulder trying uh, to merge onto 237. Calling someone you disagree with unhuman is an underhanded tactic, Philip. You're smart enough to do better than that. Philip opens his mouth, probably ready to gamely give it a go and think of new ways to insult Patsy Jefferson. But Alex holds up his hand to stop him. Before we get completely off topic, he says, let's return to the matter at hand. No matter what any of your classmates say about me, you are not to hit them in the face. Got it? No, he's going to pull from anywhere. <laughs> okay, good. You have, you have an opinion, you tell them with words. In the face. Got the, it. Got it. In the dick. I'm going to punch them in the body. Right in the kneecap. Right in the gut. <laughs> Can't punch them in the face. Or anywhere. <laughs> Philip closes his mouth, looks at Alex for a long minute. He has a faintly appraising look in his eyes, like he's calculating how to play this. Okay, he says. He finally says. Can I get a Twitter handle then? <laughs> oh my God, says Eliza. No Twitter until you're 13, Eliza says repressively. House rules, you know it. Ugh, Philip says. He flops back in his seat, his dark head rolling about wildly. Ugh, this is so unfair. Dad gets to call people idiots on Twitter. Why can't I? Because you're 10, Eliza says. She leans over, puts her right hand on Alex's thigh, and pinches him. Probably it's because he's having a hard time keeping a straight face, laughing in the middle of a lecture that has proven to be the downfall of many a Hamilton family meeting. You have the rest of your life to call people idiots. Let's practice diplomacy for now, okay? And then, um, so they get a call that they need to... Uh, there's some diplomacy that Alex and Eliza need to handle, so Uncle John comes to babysit... <laughs> And, like, and I think that's where he's, like, back when we were roommates. Roommates. They were, like, hmm, oh, I see. And then I was, like, Alex, John, ship, question mark? And then internet was, like, yes, that's our favorite. And yes. I was, like, oh, got it. It is. Locked and loaded now. Anyway, so now we're here at uh, <laughs> the diplomacy event. I don't understand politics, but they're at a ballroom. Are they in America? No, they are in um, France. Okay, so an international. Yeah, they're in yeah, a... it's really just a party for world leaders. Yeah, yeah. So they're just like chilling, whining, mm -hmm. dining, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. 
Alex and Eliza do some old-school diplomacy, which means Alex wears a bow tie and bites his tongue when Eliza swans around in a beautiful dress and says the right things to the right people. Well, Alex sort of bites his tongue. What do you think this would accomplish? He hits, hisses at Burr out of the side of his mouth. They're semi-hiding behind a pair of marble pillars in Angelica's ballroom. So are they in England? It's not important. Uh, because Angelica and John live in the kind of ridiculous London... Yeah, if I just read. Ridiculous monster that has an actual ballroom for fuck's sake. I realize the extent of your loyalty is the time it takes to press send on a text message, but I would hold my word on a slightly <laughs> I would hold my word to a slightly higher value, Burr replies. He delivers this entire attempt at a scathing set down in about two seconds in a high pitched whisper. <laughs> Alex has to drown his uh, automatic guffaw in his glass of champagne. Maybe this is the magical version of the 19th century that you inhabit inside your mind. That's true, he tells Burr. But out here in the real world, you just tried to nuke our entire relationship with the EU because you're a self-righteous asshole. Across the ballroom, his wife and her sister are tag-teaming the British PM. But in a political way, not a sexual way. <laughs> Probably by saying nice things about his hideous tuxedo jacket. Armani called. He wants his fake Hermé lapels back. Ermine? Ermine. His fake Ermine sure. lapels back. This is really funny, Burr says, sipping a champagne. This attempt of yours to pretend to care about diplomacy, I almost believed it, if I didn't know you. I care about an independent country whose people have the right to make their own decisions about their own government, Alex says, which makes me, I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, an American. <laughs> Aren't we all? Burr looks like he's considering throwing his champagne in Alex's face. Alex, Angel Angelica says Why suddenly. Why do they hang out? They should just not talk to each other. Right? If you don't, <laughs> you don't need to be around people you, you don't like. just stand in other parts of the room. They're in love. I ship them now. I do not. I ship them enemies to lovers. To um, enemies. To, to enemies does again. kill him. Oops. <laughs> spoilers <laughs> for history. <laughs> historical spoilers, a.k.a. historical facts. God, I'm gonna, I wish I taught a history class so I could do that. <laughs> Spoilers. A lot of people die. <laughs> Plot twist, he dies in the end. Spoiler alert, it doesn't turn out good. It doesn't turn out good. He does not shoot his shot, and the other guy does shoot his shot, and now he dead. Also spoilers, most of these people were white. <laughs> this is also spoilers. What? Wait a minute. No, no, no. Hamilton. Broadway lied? Why would Broadway lie about that? Because our history is too whitewashed and terrible? Weird. No, that nah. can't be it. But we need more white art, said nobody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Alex and Jelica says suddenly swooping in behind their... <laughs> sorry. Swooping in behind their pillar and latching onto Alex's arm. She looks charming and fun, like always, and sharp enough to cut a diamond. I've, all, I've been looking for you. How are you, Secretary Burr? Very well, Mrs. Church, if you'll excuse me. Miss, it's Miss Schuyler, Alex hisses after him. Angelica waits for Burr to get uh, just out of earshot before she digs her fingernails, painted dark purple and flawless, of course, into the flesh of Alex's wrist. Can you please not spill blood on my floors, she asks him, just as a courtesy. He started it, Alex points out. But by trying to start a war with the European Union, I would tell you to get over it. He didn't succeed, but you're going to, you're just, but you're just going to get mad at him about something else later on, Angelica observes. So instead, I'm going to tell you to drink more champagne and go distract Ben Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Before he tries to sleep with George's wife and, and, and MI6 murders him. 
She doesn't do anything so uncouth as to point, but Alex looks around the ballroom for half a second and can easily spot Franklin by the back of his head, covered as it is by long white hair. He has the British PM's wife laughing next to a, a, a sergeant? A sergeant? This is a famous painter, and my bad, next ah. to a sergeant painting, and there's only one way that this ends. For fuck's sake, Alex mumbles. There's diplomacy by night, and then there's the Dos Equis guy. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Franklin, the most interesting man, man in the world. world. <laughs> he would have a good date story. He would have a good date story. <laughs> Nothing about... Home. I love that, like, rebranding of Benjamin Franklin. It's the Dos Equis like, guy. It really... No hair and, like, quite portly. <laughs> I don't always drink. Just turning into that, like the hottest old man you can imagine. And you're like, yeah, I'm into it. Like, that makes more sense with the canon of his like life. Right, you're like, you know How what? How did you get so many women? You were not attractive. You're shaped like a drumstick upside down <laughs> with hair. Ew. Oh god, that's disgusting. Right? And some, a bunch of ladies in France were like, hell yeah, I'll climb on that. That's my type. That's (laughs) That's my type. type. (laughs) Drumstick buddy, that's my type. (laughs) Oh no. Sorry. I'm just in a weird place today. Oh lordy. Go, Angelica says. She sounds like she's trying not to laugh. And don't worry about your fill-up problem. I talked to Eliza about some potential solutions. And what does that mean, Alex says. And then he sees Franklin take Charlotte Hanover's hand, turn it over, and kiss the underside of her wrist. Erotic. Sensual. Right? I'm turned on. And he's dead 300 years. (laughs) Never mind, he says. I gotta... (laughs) It makes from the Sargent painting. So then they're back in the U.S. and Alex is, Alexander Hamilton, is um, at the grocery store buying like Cheerios and some roses to make his, or flowers to make his wife feel better. And then he gets another text that it's it's like 7 a.m. and somehow his child has already gotten in trouble. Has already gotten in trouble. He's been there for 10 seconds. Yeah, you're like, what? (laughs) We have to meet with his principal again. Anyway, so they like go. Yeah, right. You got (laughs) it. Use your words, not your fists. Just words. Or walk away. Have a cool head. I know your father is incapable of that, but just... (laughs) You can learn. It takes about four days for Alex to remember to call Olivia Pope after Eliza tells him to, and another 13 hours after that for Olivia to get back to him. They're kind of old friends. Olivia and Angelica had gone to Georgetown Law together, and back when Alex had been an upstart in the trenches of Washington's senatorial race, they had to call Olivia in to do damage control that time Martha had called Ann Coulter a sack of shit while mic'd up for an NBC interview. Mm-hmm. But they weren't close enough that she knows his kids very well. Martha Washington just swinging for Ann Coulter. Uh, Alex swings by the Olivia Pope and Associates office on his way home from the White House. He gets an offer of coffee from the perky coworker who answered Olivia's phone, which reminds Alex to open with, so, did Jefferson knock up a White House press corps member? As he blows through the door to Olivia's office. Good evening, Alex, Olivia says. How nice to see you. How is Eliza doing? She says this in the straight-faced way that Angelica does when she's reminding Alex that he's being an asshole. Sorry, sorry, he says. Power-hungry gossip waits for no manners. How's it going? He leans across the desk to kiss Olivia's cheek. Olivia is the only person Alex knows who seem, who never seems to smell faintly of coffee. Good, Olivia says, gesturing to him to take a seat on her leather couch. Jesus, this is nicer than one than the one in Alex's office. It's nice to see you again, although I hope it's not because of the First Lady. 
No, no, Alex says, waving his hand away. The perky one knocks on the door, and at a nod from Olivia, comes in with a steaming cup of coffee. Thanks, Mrs. Perkins, right? That's right, Perkins says, beaming at him. There was something wholesome about her that says she hadn't been in the D.C. metro area for that long. And Perkins. Quinn Perkins. Ah, damn it. But they <laughs> oh, I forgot we already knew her. I know, no. Um, but um, Quinn is in the early seasons equally um, sweet and innocent like Anne Perkins, but then she turns into an assassin later. So All right, twice. Mm-hmm. Do you need anything else? We're good, Quinn, Olivia says. As soon as the door closes behind Perkins, Olivia turns her razor-sharp eyes on Alex and says, Why don't you tell me why you're here? Alex leans back into the sofa. My son keeps punching his classmates, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia's semi-blank stare, he adds. He's ten, and sort of excitable. A few months ago, he got in a fist fight with Patsy Jefferson. Unfortunately, most bystanders agree that she won that one. And last month, it was someone named George Ecker. Uh, Olivia's eyebrows have climbed halfway up her forehead. Okay, she says slowly, and you want me to fix, for lack of a better term, your son? (laughs) Alex grimaces. On Monday, he punched John Burr. For all appearances involuntary, Olivia says, Oh, no. Grimly, Alex says, Oh, yes. I had Secretary Burr halfway up my ass all week, shrieking about medical bills and psychological screenings and blah, 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 like he's going to sue my ten-year-old. Olivia says, Well... It's Aaron Burr. I know, Alex says. If he could, we'd already be in court. As it is, he's petitioning the school to have Philip expelled. Under most circumstances, I understand. Philip's been in a lot of fights lately, and we're working through that with him. And Westall Academy has the reputation as the snootiest place to put delicate children in the metro area to protect. But there is no way I'm letting Aaron Burr have my kid expelled. Especially not when there's this disturbing pattern of potential bullying I see lying around, waiting for someone to point it out to the school board. Olivia has her hand over her mouth, like she's scandalized. <laughs> or, probably, trying not to laugh. Alex takes advantage of the next few seconds to drink half of his coffee. It's pretty good for office coffee. You're going to pay my retainer to keep your kid in Westdale, she says finally. I can name off the top of my head at least a dozen places you could get him into with the Skylar pedigree. I'm going to pay you your retainer to make Aaron Burr's life a miserable farce, Ooh. Alex says for... That's more fun. Right? And it makes more sense, because I would just yeah. be like, just move your fucking kid. Yeah, who cares? Like, I would just be like, come on, Philip, be a team player. Uh, I can't believe you sicked Olivia Pope on Secretary Burr, Alex's assistant says to him the next morning. They're ostensibly doing their morning social media roundup with his PR liaison, but this one has involved significantly less yelling than normal. Isn't that a little cruel? It'll teach him not to punch above his weight, Alex says. What's the we the people response to the gun violence bill looking like? Well... Since you called Senator Madison a puppet of the extremist right on Rachel Maddow last week, the number of electronic (laughs) signatures has doubled, says his PR liaison sourly. Equally shocking, we've gotten a number of calls from Madison's office demanding a retraction. Alex snorts loudly and opens his mail on his desktop. At the top of his inbox is two emails from Eliza. Subject, the kids. How does she manage to constantly be on top of everything? Does the art history department at American just exist in a constant state of non-activity? Angie told me at drop-off this morning that she caught Philip and Theodosia Burr kissing in the treehouse <gasps> yesterday. She demanded cookies for her silence, but Philip wouldn't pay up. Always pay a bribe. Uh, this is... <laughs> Wait, who demanded cookies? <laughs> His sister. <laughs> Philip's sister, Angie. Um, isn't Ten a little young to be necking in treehouses? Um, I guess I don't condone paying bribes, but 
in that moment, that blackmail's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one had been sent two minutes later. Don't have a heart attack. Oh, no. They're kids. And he valiantly defended her honor Minecraft skills when her brother maligned them. It's probably nothing. Can you pick up more milk on your way home? What? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Apparently, Theodosia has some uh, f- fire, some flame Minecraft skills. As no, the kids but, like, would say. What is the... So... She's saying he defended her honor. Oh, and is that mine. why he punched someone? Yeah. Okay. He defended Theodosia's honor ah. slash her Minecraft skills. Oh, okay. That's in fair. equal in equal in regard. equal in equal <laughs> regard when her brother maligned them. Ah. Okay. Oh, John. Okay. okay. That's why he That's punched, why he punched John. John. Okay. We're getting there. Reading is hard. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is well written. I'm just bad at understanding the written word. <laughs> It's probably nothing. Can you pick up more milk on the way home? As this PR liaison continues to list all the ways that Alex is never going to be allowed to guest on Rachel Maddow's show ever again, Alex painstakingly types out, There will be blood! And he sends it to his wife. After a few seconds, he adds, Yes, I can pick up milk. (laughs) End. (laughs) That's good, that's good. (laughs) Alexander Ham... I felt like it was very Alexander Hamilton in a Mm -hmm. modern context, and I did like the... Um, I did like that that was just, like, a, uh, a direct, um, not necessarily translation, but a direct use of the events from actual Hamilton, not, like, trying to put in the real world politics. Yeah, 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 yeah. That seems like it would have been too much. Yeah, I'm, I, and I don't really want to read about Iranian, Right, like, it's, like, a little too, like, like, this is clearly doing a thing. No, I liked this. It really cleansed my heart. It really... One. Really purged some feelings for me. I do want to know, is this a recent one or is it going to be continued or is it just This one was written back in 2015, so it is complete. Oh, because I, um, I did want a little more like, what's Olivia Pope going to do? Oh, yes. I would have loved um, Olivia Pope like messing with Aaron mm-hmm. Burr and like doing all that. Yeah. Um, the writer, Magnetic Waves, is still writing. Um, she responded very quickly to me. So she has uh, her more recent works are on the Umbrella Academy, Ooh. Um, the Old Guard. The I gotta movie. look into Umbrella Academy fanfiction because right? that's gotta be good. No right. Um, Harry Potter, Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, James Bond. She's hmm. all of. She's got all of the all the fandoms. Thank you, Magnetic Wave. That was a very good fanfiction. I enjoyed. I I love a good crossover. Right. It's like accurately, like this is exactly how these two people would interact with yes. each other. Good uh. times. Okay. What do you What do you want for me next week? <laughs> So, I've been trying to get inside your head, Grace, and find what you would like to read to me (laughs) and read yourself. Fair. And um, in our history... As humans. As history. (laughs) It it has recently been um, Prime Day and all of my packages, which were not many because I'm trying to not feed the Amazon dragon. No, that's fair. But it's not a good dragon. <laughs> but I did I will admit to have buying like two things. <laughs> because I couldn't read this. Less than more most of my neighbors. Yes. Anyway, the that's point is packages. you always want such weird satanic crack fix. Crack fix that I was sitting there <laughs> removing things from my Amazon cart and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fic about Roombas. <laughs> and honestly, that would have been a delight because I did get a Roomba, but not from Amazon, from oh, okay. Best Buy. <laughs> 
Was it during Prime Day? Yes, because they were having a sale because of Prime Day. Um, would I have oh, loved if right. a small business could have sold me a Roomba? I, yes, they, but they, they don't. They don't usually do that. Anyway, I got a great deal at Best Buy. This is not an ad. <laughs> But the point is, I was like, all right, devil's literature, find me a Jeff Bezos fanfic. <laughs> just. At all. Just at all. <laughs> okay. I I okay. don't understand who hmm. the fandom writers for Jeff Bezos fic is. And I have to assume based on like what people say about him on social media, it is going to be like, like hate fic for the most part. Or, like, really weird kinky fics where, like, we learn all, all about Jeff Bezos, like, weird kinks, Ooh. a la, like, Donald Trump, Golden Shower style. Yes. And someone just imagines what that would look like. Yuck. They look like Amazon Warehouse. Just Did you, you've listened to My Dad Wrote a Porno, right? Yes. It's like that scene in My Dad Wrote a Porno where uh, Belinda goes to, like, Holland or somewhere and there's, like, a... Like a discount bargain store, and then they have sex with like a dildo that was like made of wood. No, <laughs> that's that's what I'm imagining. But like in the Amazon warehouse, and so they just keep finding like random things, yeah, and packages, and like in, in and that's why you <laughs> don't inserting buy... them into their sex that they're currently having. And that's why you don't buy sex toys off of Amazon. No, go to your local sex shop. Yeah, buy from a reputable. Did I tell you I bought? Uh, I'm not gonna say what, but I bought an item from a, a local sex shop. Uh, with my stimulus package money. Thanks, Donald Trump. You have personally supported some LGBT sex. Yeah, that that was why. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, Smitten Kitten, Minneapolis. It's a great store. Wherever you live, find an equally nice small business. <laughs> find a small smut business yeah. and support your local smutty Staff. your sm- your local smutty business. Your local Roombas. <laughs> I will buy a Roomba because, as discussed, I don't have any good dating <laughs> stories. <laughs> so I'm a spinster. How? Oh, I was like, how does that really Don't you worry. I'm going to link it. Roomba's going to create a story? No. Oh, okay, that's what you're buying. Right? You're buying sex toys. I'm buying ways to keep my home. Ah, okay. I, now I see what the connection yes. is. All right. Great. I will bring you something with hashtag Jeff Bezos. And in the meantime, you can follow us at so many places. You can follow us at Fine Pairings Podcast on Instagram, Tumblr. TikTok, Tumblr, and findpairingspodcast at gmail.com. You can send us stuff. And, and on Twitter. Find pairings pod on Twitter. On Twitter, yes. <laughs> and you can send us things at mo- pretty much all of those channels. Yes. And we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Spotify, Stitcher, mm-hmm. and on Podbean, our hosting site. Uh, make sure you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because it just sparks much-needed serotonin for Grace and I. And Spotify doesn't have them yet. Yes. Which, so we can't have any, and we can't, I don't know if you guys know this, you can't see how many followers you have on Spotify. Like, follow us because, like, you like us and that makes sense, but we don't get to know. <laughs> The only way we get to know if you like us is if you give us a review on specifically <laughs> Apple Podcasts. And do I know why the system is in place? No, I do not. <laughs> or if you would like to tweet at us, I guess. I guess if, you could also. But like us. again, the serotonin hit is going to be real important. Really those <laughs> I really want to hit over a hundred, which is a is a is a mighty goal right now because we're at like thirty eight. Well, maybe it'll be more than that by the time this drops. I would really hope so. But like that's my that's my petty goal. <laughs> And don't forget, if you want to write us uh, some nice words in that five-star review, you will get a 500-word fanfiction from us. And as you can tell from our last episode of five-star submissions, we need to come up with a fun name for that, but um, they're gold. A solid 
they're, gold. They're really gold <laughs> and relevant. ABO stuff is really going off right now. Yeah, and my Adam Driver, I don't know if that went anywhere, but... Um, Did you put it on AO3? Oh, I need to. You I need to, I need to backtrack with my fix and put the money out there. You can also put. I can put it online since it has fine pairings in the name if you want. Anyway, okay. So like and subscribe on the podcast platform that you listen to. Give us reviews. Send us your stuff. Your weird smut that you found. Your uh, first fan fictions. Your fanfics that you wrote. All the good stuff at finepairingspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and keep an eye out for uh, more Patreon news, which we'll be launching soon. And with that, bye. Goodbye. (laughs)